Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And as usual, we're just two high school teachers talking about the spooky stuff we love. And in this week's lesson, we're warning you not to go out tonight because we're talking about 2012's Maniac. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So what do you think, Jenny? Mm-hmm. Well, my first thought was, Bob owes me so big. <laughs> I hate this movie so much. I, what makes me more mad about this is when we get to the rubric side of this, it's going to score so high, and I hate it so much. So, but I'll let you continue on with all of your glorious knowledge of what who's in this movie, who made it, all that, but I, I just don't like it. Well, thank you. It is going to score well because I loved it. It's good. All right. So, <laughs> Maniac, of course, it is a remake or a reimagining, retelling of the 1980 classic Maniac. Uh, this one was released originally May 26, 2012 at the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, it was not actually released theatrically in the U.S. until June 21st of 2013. So technically it's 2012, more 2013. Uh, runtime, 89 minutes. It was directed by Franck Calfon. I always say his name wrong. And sorry, again, if you're listening, that I butchered your name. Uh, he also did like uh, P2, I Lived which is like a I on, you know, lowercase I dash live, like an iPhone kind of vibe. Amityville, The Awakening, and Prey. Not the new good Prey with like Predator, but like a different one. It's not bad. That was though. good, maybe. Yeah. Screenplay by Alexandre Aja. It's A-J-A. I'm guessing I'm saying that right. I cannot say French names, guys. I apologize. I should have asked my daughter who's like fluent in French how to say these names. And then Gregory Lavasseur. So it's a bunch or- of um, French people that... Yeah, it was, it was a yeah, it was like a French American kind of collab um, on the remake. Okay, of course it's based on Maniac by Joe Spinell, classic nineteen eighty, uh, similar but not the same. So I, I almost don't want to call this one a remake because it's like taking the idea, but they did it way different. I haven't seen the first one. I think Johnny watched the uh, how he watched it was he watched the first one. Not the first one. He watched this one, and then he went back and watched the first one, and he was like, "I really wish I had done it." opposite he goes because i didn't realize he said that what you said it's it's basically way better and you know it's done really well so yeah film wise it's better um cinematography is maxine alexandre she's awesome she did high tension the hills have eyes remake also p2 she did the crazies remake annabelle creation the nun and then she did shazam which is kind of weird so (laughs) <laughs> a little, you know, detachment from what she normally does. But great cinematography in this film. Now, here's the best part. The budget is, I couldn't find it anywhere. I had to, like, do a whole lot of research to find it. And I found one site that said it had an estimated budget of $6 million. It only made $2.6 million. So critically, or fiscally at least, it was a total oh, flop, complete gotcha. flop. 53% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 44% audience score. So a lot of times, if the critics like it more than the audience, I'm like, nah, it's not going to be good. But this time, I have to agree with the critics. Uh, 3.2 on Letterboxd, which, you know, of course. And it has because like, in a way, it was like an art film. Like It, oh, it felt more like an art piece than it was like a horror film, even though it was definitely a horror film. 100%. But, like, it felt a lot more like something very artistic for multiple reasons. So. Well, yeah, it has, like, that indie art house horror vibe. Like, it's a very... Yeah. And that's why I love the casting of Elijah Wood, because that's, like, his wheelhouse. Other than, like, the Lord of the Rings. He plays movies, crazy really well. He just plays... He plays crazy great. And he <laughs> loves those weird kind of kitsch like art house films. That's, like, his... That's his mm-hmm. That's his bread and butter. Um, And he did a great job in this. Like, Elijah Wood is Frank Zito... I, in my opinion, was really well done. And that leads back to me thinking it's more of a retelling, not so much of a remake. Because in the original, and she comments on it in the uh, in the dialogue, like when he first meets Lucy at the restaurant, like the second kill, the redhead with the curly hair. Yeah. So upon meeting Frank at the restaurant, Lucy says she's happy he's not fat with long black hair and greasy skin full of acne. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Because Johnny showed me what he looked yeah. like after the movie was over. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. is the description of how Frank looked in the original. So, mm-hmm. um, and some people didn't like that they cast Elijah Wood; they thought he was too attractive. But I think for the time period, it was a very fitting 
choice. A, he plays crazy really well. And so, B, he looks innocuous. Like, he's, like, innocent looking. You know what I mean? Like He looks innocent, and he also kind of... There's times where he looks almost otherworldly. I know that sounds really weird for me to say, but, like, it's there's something about the way he looks that is strange to me. I don't really find him super attractive. I just think he looks different. <laughs> yeah, he looks I, like an elf. Yeah, he looks... Yeah, like, like he could be some little mythical... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mythical creature running around like he his it's his eye it's like the shape of his eyes these are really big and just bright blue and he's got that kind of a pointed nose like it's just he's just weird looking i don't know i, I mean i hate oh, to say that hope he never listens to it <laughs> i hope he does listen to it <laughs> he's gonna be like cool i look like an elf <laughs> hey, Debbie, you're weird looking but we love you um yeah because he's great in this role, like I said, I think... Yeah, he is. Like, one of the biggest critiques of this film was the casting choice of Elijah Wood. You know, and of course, I mean, the rest of the cast is great, but he is... He's the flagship character. Like, I would not know a single person on this list other than him. You know what I mean? That's I feel him like a lot of his movies. picking him was ideal because he's so unassuming looking. Like, exactly. you don't, you're not going to look at him and be like, oh, he's a serial killer. Like... Yeah, like, the original guy, the original you? Frank Zito, looks creepy. Like, mm-hmm. that dude's going to try to slip something into your drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, he looks yes. like a dude you should avoid. And they kind of comment on it in this movie, like how um, Nora Osmond's at her... I said that too wrong, I'm sure. I apologize. Anna's <laughs> character. Our boyfriend thinks he's, like, gay. And he is, like, this innocuous, yeah. no-one-cares-about person who's just kind of weird. You know what I mean? And like, if you think about his job, everything surrounding him, and if you looked at him, you'd be like, something is off with this dude. But the way he looks gives them like that level of um security comfort. security but yeah. comfort yeah that mm-hmm. okay he's probably okay when really he is he's a not for sure crazy person who's going to cut your scalp off and staple it to a mannequin mm, yeah i know right Mm-mm. which i thought was like kind of cool because in the first one it is it has a different feel like this one's uncomfortable and it, it, it hits on like deep feelings of like mental unhealth you know it's just he's not he's not right and there's trauma and it almost makes you feel bad for frank as a character because of how he is i felt sorry for little frank not big frank i know but big frank is a product of little frank's trauma so whereas in the first one no serial killers being being the true crime junkie that i am and watching this like you always, even when I'm listening to like other podcasts, I really enjoy like the talk about true crime. They're always, they always tell the backstory of the person that's committing the, the crimes or whatever. And you usually do feel sorry for the person as a child, but when they get older, no, absolutely not. That just means you did not take care of your mental health. I can't, it's, uh, there's no excuse. <laughs> but like watching this, I think what made me so uncomfortable was it was first person point of view. And I think if it hadn't been that way, I wouldn't have hated this movie so much. I don't want to be, I don't want to be in the shoes of the serial killer and listening to his heavy breathing and watching him scrub his hands. Like I'm scrubbing my own hands. Like I just, I hated that. I was like, this, this is why I hated it so much. So I'm like, I don't want to be in his shoes because I could not imagine myself doing any of these things. See, I so, feel like that was their intention, and they were apparently oh, well, super yeah. successful. That's, cause that's, that's what know, made like, it a horror movie instead yeah. of a thriller. So I don't. his hands with a Brillo pad, my hands kind of hurt. You know what I mean? I'm like looking like, shit, my hands are Isn't hurt. that called oh. Steel Wool, what he was using? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that shit is hurt. It hurts. Yeah. Well, I think it was on purpose. You know, it was kind of like that whole just subjugating yeah. yourself to violence. Though. It's almost like he knows what he's doing is wrong. He does. And it's dirty, and he's trying to scrub it off in like the harshest way possible. It's like he has he has multiple personalities because it's like he can be this really sweet and endearing person, and then he turns around and he's this horrible, heinous person. And he was like talking to himself in the mirror a lot, or I think like he's talking, talking to, to his himself. mom. He's he does at the end. Bates vibe, like he's talking to his mom. That might be it, but he I do remember him talking about to his mother at the end of the movie. Yeah. But I don't remember like, but that. I don't know. It's, it's weird. I well, I think that was kind of their intention. Like, it's not obvious till the end it's his mom, but all of it is weird, offhanded comments. Maybe that's what, his mom. yeah, maybe, maybe it was him talking to her the whole time, like, you shouldn't be doing that. But it was like, you, you shouldn't, you can't let, you don't let me have anybody. Maybe that, okay, maybe that is what he's talking to his mom. Yeah, he's I got a real Norman it. Bates vibe. Yeah, gross. In that regard, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, a real, like, mommy made me do it kind mm-hmm. of thing. Like, had he gotten arrested at the end, he would have gone to a mental uh, hospital for sure. <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. Who told you to kill me? My mom made me do it. Like, wh- what? Okay, okay. Yeah, no. He was weird, dude. I don't yeah. know. The scenes, the throwback scenes with his mom, who's played by 
America Alivio Alivio. Again, I can't say any of these names. I feel terrible. Um, you should look at it. I know. I really should look at pronunciations. I really do. I really should have. She was really good. Um, the way she was like, Shh, "Mommy loves you," in that one scene with the two dudes. I was like, "What the fuck? This kid is broken right there. That, that was your whole life." And then she's like, "Go wait in the other scene where she's just getting railed against outside against the wall." She's like, "Go wait in the car, but staring at me." I'm like, "Why'd you bring your kid to this?" Like, what? Yeah, it's really weird. It's gross. It's, I can't. Yeah, I can't. At his either. age, he would have been a latchkey kid. Hey, man, here's some Cheerios and uh, SpongeBob, bro, or whatever cartoon. You know, smart, Smurfs. Sit down and watch cartoons. I'll be back in a little bit. But no, like, you you jacked that kid up. It was 100% his mom's fault. Oh, yeah. He definitely had mom pro- mom issues. That was weird. I, I, uh, yeah. That, all of that, watching his mom and, like, being real intense by watching her, I'm like, this is just the weirdest and nastiest thing ever. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. I guess, like, just imagine, like, I guess I had to put myself, like, in, like, special ed teacher mode for a minute when I think about the trauma my students have before they come to me. So, like, kids who other people, like, have all these behavior problems with and they don't like because of behaviors. I always try to step aside and look at, like, what traumas and history is this person bringing with them? So, like, looking at Frank through that lens, like, I really did, like feel bad for him like and i know he starts off like had you not started with that immediate brutal killing at the very beginning mm-hmm. like, there was more build up more tension you almost would have been like i want to help this person but you, you see him and he's too far gone you could tell that he probably needed yeah. help about 15 or hell really based on how young that character is and no, like 12, he, needed, 10, he needed help early when he was a little kid but because i mean he was going with his prostitute mom to her meetups with yeah. her her dudes it never shows at what age his mom dies, but based on that weird mannequin of himself that he made, I would say he wasn't much older than those scenes that we see him in. So he's been on his own that long. Yeah. So not only the only person he's had to like as companionship are mannequins. Well, and here's the thing. Her hair was around, was it Anna's necklace? And her hair was still brown. So, yeah. so I'm saying I, I think she probably she, died not long after the, some of those flashbacks. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so, like, he's been unchecked. Just He's one of those, like, almost kids the system failed. You know what I mean? Like, they forgot because they yeah, just let absolutely. him be on his, by his onesies. And it's, it's wild to think about or to look at it from that lens. And it does make you, for me personally, feel kind of bad for him. Like, you can't, can't forgive what he's doing or even condone it. But I'm just like... Man, you were failed dramatically. Oh well, absolutely. I, I'm not saying like I just feel like I cannot I cannot empathize with him at this point as an adult. But like as a child, no, I no, no, no. Yeah, I'm looking at but, it from like a professional standpoint. Now, what he's you couldn't condone or even justify what he did. No, but it's just like, man, had you gotten like help or someone who gave, gave a crap about you at all, you could have possibly turned out not. Oh yeah, absolutely. He, he could have been redeemable at some point. It's just he he. Every the system completely fails. Hundred percent. So um, yeah, this movie it starts off pretty harsh. I love it though. Like I love the see for you, it was, you didn't like it, but for me, from a technical standpoint, I love that first person shot because it makes you uncomfortable. Like he's in that car and he's watching yeah. that girl. Then he's talking to himself, like, "Oh, I see you too. It's okay. I know where you live. I'll, I'll see you later." Yeah, that, that was wild, dude. And I was like, "Ugh, ugh," you know. And he was like, "Don't, don't scream. You're beautiful." And then the stabs her through the throat. It was ruthless. Then that title sequence, I thought was really cool. Um, as he's, yeah. as he's like scalping her and holding her hair and she falls and it's like maniac. I'm like, okay, so we're in this movie. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and it was like a definite shock, but I really liked, like, I like that you don't see Frank's face until 12 minutes into the movie. You just see his first person point yeah. of view, you know, that he's online. And like, um, I like that the first time you really see his face for me is one of the best shots in the whole movie. It was right after um, he kills the second person. What was her name? Lucy. Lucy. Yeah. After he kills Lucy on her bed, he goes into her bathroom to wash his hands and you see the, his reflection in his reflect the camera. It's like, it's weird because you're seeing his face, but it's in a small mirror being reflected in a big mirror. So it's like a double reflection. And that's the first way you see his face. Yeah. And I really like until like most of the movie, you only see him in reflections. So it's almost yeah. like you're always him. That's what I'm saying. I think that's what made the movie so uncomfortable for me is that it was shot the way it was shot. Like if it hadn't have been shot that way, the movie wouldn't have bothered me as much as it did. So because I, like, you I don't, be a serial killer? I don't, what? Is that because you want to be a serial killer? Oh yeah, like. it's so sure. No, <laughs> no. But anyway, like I just it, it makes you uneasy because it's like 
why do I feel so gross after watching this movie? I felt, remember how you said you felt after you watched Smile, like everything's on you? That's yeah. how I felt. I'm like, I just need to go take a shower and wash my skin off. Like, I'm never going to recommend this movie to anybody. It's not happening. No. Can I appreciate the fact that the the um, camera work was well done and like what point of view was in? Absolutely. I think that that was that was what it needed to be to make it this what it is like this horrible experience. Yeah. <laughs> but like I I can appreciate it, but it doesn't mean I like it. You know, like it's one of those like I can appreciate the film as it is, and I know how well it was done and like all the aspects of it was done really well. I just don't like it. Yeah, so. makes sense. I mean, you're not gonna like everything you watch. You know, uh-uh. I, for I me, love true crime stuff. So it was, it was so good, such a good movie. Because <laughs> Johnny's like, I can't believe you're watching this. I was like, me either. I was kind of shocked, <laughs> but that's why it's kind of why I suggested it because I wanted there to be one that I knew you would not like. I knew you wouldn't like this, but it's such a good movie, like technically and stylistically, and the acting is really good. You know, because the cool thing about this is, and that's I was going to let me into a little um little fun fact the majority of his dialogue is done in adr because um what's adr yeah oh my gosh i know what it is and you asked me and now my brain doesn't work (laughs) sorry because i've done it before oh no oh my gosh i have not do me look at it while you're talking i got it okay if i can freaking find it i've done it before (laughs) sorry i'm a, a noob when it comes to that kind of stuff Automated dialogue replacement. God, you stupid. Essentially, it means you record everything you say separately after the film's done. Is all it really means. Oh, uh, okay. Well, is it because it hot shot? Yes. Okay, um, that makes sense. What was cool is that Elijah Wood only missed like two days on set the entire time. He stood behind the cinematographer to be like in every scene. So like he wanted to like experience it and be there. But a lot of his dialogue is shot after the fact. Gotcha. Okay. And uh, he said that his, his, him creating that character came from that. Like, he was like, I knew, what did he say? Hold on. He said, I knew that the character had to come alive when you didn't see him. So most of that was done in the ADR stage and post-production. I felt the character was kind of created there for the most part. So he kind of built this whole character on some of the opening scenes where you never even see his face. Yeah. Well, and he, he's so good at his, um, how he kind of whispers. Like, it's, it's a very creepy whisper because a lot of it's like, um, just like the one that you said, I know where you live, Judy. See you later. And like he yeah. just drives off, and you're like, Ugh, he's coming for. And like uh-huh. it's just, and there's a little creepy. And I mentioned it all through my notes, like his his heavy breathing in there. Like it's very. Um, I hate to say this, it's like he's he's really into it. Like he's he's like I don't know, getting his jollies off a little bit. And I don't like that. Crosses <laughs> me out so bad. Oh, 100%. but he does it on purpose. He does it through the whole thing, especially when he's like getting ready to like really murder somebody. He starts doing that really like heavy breathing, and it's like weird. I don't. I don't well, know. I think he's actually getting off. Like I think that was. Kind I of know. Like, like he is getting his jollies off. Uh, it's so weird. Say, and you'll log. And you'll log. He's getting. He's getting his juckies out. He's getting his juckies out. <laughs> <laughs> no. But not like um. God, I like. There's so much commentary in this one. Like the other one was like just. 100% about like the opulence and of the, the this the wildness of the 70s, right? And that crazy mentality everyone had in the 70s. Like it cuz like in this one the difference is some of the big differences is, is that Anna is, he sees her outside his shop. There's no like weird connection. But in the original one, he like comes to her house on some like blind date or something. And she just lets him in, like, oh, hey, come in, hang out. Because it's, like, 1980. So it's, like, after the 70s where this kind of mentality yeah. is not there yet. You know what I mean? We're not like, hey, why are you people getting murdered in your apartments? Oh, that's right, because you're stupid letting people in. Like, she never brings him there until, like, the end, you know? And then she's like, yeah, the only, the only one that really let him in in that way was Lucy. Yeah. A second kill. Because she, I don't, I, I think she just. She was a hoe. She was a hoe. Yeah. On, she showed up to a date wearing that and then has a giant mirror tat over her bed. She's home. But oh, like, I know. Nothing, 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 there's anything wrong with that. You know, she's an independent woman, whatever. But like, at the time, that was kind of the commentary they were saying. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this was like pre Tinder America. So she's like, oh, hey, or maybe Tinder was a thing. I don't know. Never really been on Tinder. But like, I don't, I don't know when that was. It was gross. Either. But this is like 2012. <laughs> I guess maybe Tinder was a thing. Heck, I don't know. But online dating was a really big deal around that time. You know, that's when you saw those commercials for, uh, God, what's that big one? It's a big online dating. has all the commercials. I have no idea. I don't know. They're annoying, though. It's always these, like, really, like, like model people. Like, I met my love on 
whatever. Oh, like, yeah. I, don't, I can't think liar. of it right now. Right on this website. Anyway. Um, yeah, but like I, I just like to do, like, um, there's a really good, like, I think for me, how they check on, like, that trauma and the male aggression and that, like, that, like nice guy, uh, mm-hmm. friend zone kind of mentality, because that's kind of what happens to him with Anna in this one. Like, she has a boyfriend, she has this other thing, and she just is seeing him as a friend, even though she's, like, real flirtatious and kind of like, you don't, until she says, oh, it's my boyfriend, you think that she's looking at him like a potential, but really it's just yeah reality, and he's like, what? Yeah, but I feel like they did that also they do that on purpose because I don't feel like that was her personality. I think we were just feeling that way because we felt that way because he felt that way. Yeah, which I was saying that was the best part. It was yeah, purpose. because it, yeah, you're like, oh dang, he she has a girlfriend or boyfriend, and I'm like, oh, well, they did that on purpose because they wanted us to feel the way he felt. Yeah, you feel like, like oh man, not that I wanted her with him. I'm like, oh my god. I know. But part of me was like, oh, why would you do that to him? He loves you. You know what I mean? Like I was like, how dare you have a boyfriend? <laughs> You're going on dates with this guy and talking on the phone and giving you gifts? What? Oh. And they just made a horse hair. No. Yeah. Your mom was there, bro. Um, I wanted you to meet my mom. Like, (laughs) no, you did that. Terrible. It was weird. And he kind of comments, like, when he kills Lucy, you won't let me have anyone. I don't think his intention was to kill her. No. It wasn't. He That's was what I'm saying. At first, I thought he was really talking to himself in that moment. Like, you will not let me have anyone. But I wasn't thinking he was talking to his mother. I thought he was talking to himself. Like, I'm, why did you do this again? Why are you, Why do you continuously do this? But then at the end, you kind of start getting, okay, he, he says the same thing to his mom. So it could be taken either way, I feel like. But it makes it makes a lot of sense. Well, it could be that he's taken on the mom personality. Very much how Norman Bates yeah. is. Like, he becomes his mom because he's yeah, alone so now. Weird. Uh, I know, yeah. but like, if you think about the I mean, time frame, he's been alone since he was, what, maybe 12? You don't have a backstory, really. So you've had to, in your brain, all these mannequins make that caretaker character. So it maybe is him, you know what I mean? Yeah, because you see his mannequin at the end. Yeah. I was like, oh my God, that is him. As that a child. That is so weird. In his bathroom, yeah. Weird. Almost like that part was like, to me, it was like, uh, maybe that's when he like truly died, like mentally. If he lost his mom, it was over. And then that's that was the the switch. Probably, probably. He's probably been fantasizing and preparing to kill people his whole life. I mean, he's got a knife harness and shit. I know a big old hunting knife he's got, or whatever it is. I'm like, screw it. I know, right? Yeah, he just. I don't know. Elijah Wood is such a good actor, dude. Like he is. He can play about anything. I don't. He he has been since a kid. Like you know what I mean? Like. Mm -hmm. When he's a kid, like The Good Son, it's probably one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, and that movie's jacked up. But it's not him being crazy. It's freaking Macaulay Culkin being crazy. You know what I mean? But he's like the good yeah. guy. But he's been acting since he was probably eight, nine years old. So we really expect him to be normal. No. But he's played crazy before. Like that character in Sin City is very similar to this, but more of just like a he cuts off people's body parts and stuff and he's all wild. Mm-hmm. But it's very fitting. I dig it. I will. I would like to mention um, the music part before we get too far into each kill or whatever. Yeah. But um, each each woman that he gets has a good song that goes with the kill, and I was really shocked by that. So my first one that I really was interested in was the second kill, which was Judy, and it played "Good Goodbye Horses" by Q Lazarus. Yeah. And I was like, man, that is, that's messed up. Because I was all I could think of was Jay and Silent Bob. And I'm like, why is this using this song? <laughs> well, you know what it's from, right? Originally? Where it got its first like popularity? No, I don't. Buffalo Bob plays that song. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what Jay's yeah. reenacting. Yeah, that is. He's dancing around while he's wearing the women clothes. Like, you know. <laughs> that's why I was like, why would you pick this song? Like, in my brain, I was like, I wrote down my first note was like, Buffalo Bob song? Perfect to murder, too. I don't even know the name of the song until I had to look it up. But in my brain, I was like, why did you play this song? Like, what? But Especially that song in, is in 2012. So... We, it's only in my brain connected to Silence of the Lambs. And Buffalo Bob my... is a serial killer who kills <laughs> fat women to wear them. Uh, my 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 main one was Jay. I could just see Jay dancing. Oh, <laughs> I was like, oh my god. When he's all like, would you fuck? Yeah, which is on. He has junks all tucked behind. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But 
Because I feel like that fit her. That's why I was like, I thought the music and and the score combined. I think it was all done really well because each female had their own music. Yeah. yeah. Um, And then like the girl with the, uh, it was a classical score with the girl who did the silk. Like it didn't really go into her, but I I did find her name. I think it was, um, let's see first, Um, Jessica. Her name was Jessica. But, uh, mm-hmm. and she just had like a classical score because you, he's kind of behind the scenes watching her while she's doing the silks. So yeah. it's like, she's very, like very, he's creeping. He was creeping, but she's very eloquent and like, very, like, just, it's very pretty what she's doing. But like, I'm like, Oh my God, this is terrible. And I was so mad at you after I, after her kill, I was like, that's why I texted you. I was like, I hate this movie because Kelly said <laughs> yes, because I was like, there is not many movies that gross me out, but Hostel and the scene where he cuts his Achilles tendons on both legs, and he's like, okay, you can leave, and I'm like, don't get up, please don't get up. We had the same conversation with Urban Legend. I know, I hate it, I hate it so much, and then it happened, as soon as he crawled underneath, what? The car, I was going to say, the cool thing about that, I was going to add a comment or a fact about that kill, when you see his reflection in the car across from him, and he's holding the yeah. hair and the knife, that's like a direct recreation of the original poster. Oh my gosh. The original well, poster is a drawing, but it's the character holding a knife down at his waist, it's bloody, and he's holding somebody's scalp. A curly-haired scout. No, mm-mm. so that's, they recreated the poster for that kill scene. I thought it was really cool. I just I knew as soon as he got under that car that that's what was gonna happen. I was like, I swear to God, he he's gonna cut her her foot or something. It's and I was like, as soon as he did, I was like, I knew it. And then she's falling, she's screaming. I'm like, <laughs> but like I was so mad at you. I was like, this is the worst. And I, because I made a note in here about you, I was like, you're the worst. <laughs> like, I was so mad. <laughs> like, I cannot believe why. I said, I, I said, um, I hate you, Bob. Her Achilles tendon, really? And I was like, I, I blame this is where I draw the line. This is where I draw the line, right here. <laughs> but, um, what else? The and then the last lady was the fourth victim was the was Rita, the the agent, and her song was Ava Maria. Or Ave Maria. And I was like, man, she's like, that's like the worst thing for me is like being so helpless and then such a very like intimate thing. Like she's sitting in the bathtub. It's like a nice bubble bath, drinking her wine. And he's like, he pushed her wine glass to her fingers. I was like, I know. And then when he touches the water, I'm like, how do you, I get what you're like chilling in the bath, you're relaxing, but how do you not feel a person that close to you? You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, Oh, there's someone, and she finally gets it. Like, oh, and then he's like, "Drown, you're dead." But then she wasn't dead. That was crazy. Yeah, her kill, I think, in my opinion, was even more brutal than some of the other ones. Even though they were all pretty brutal, but I thought hers was the worst. Well, they were all dead before he scalped them. We scalped her. Alive. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh god. But you know, he had more aggression towards her because of because he was talking to her like she was his mother. Oh, he was like, "Mama, you're not going out tonight." What? He, yeah, she was, was like. Right there. Yeah, he was like, um, she's like, please don't kill me. And he's like, Oh, I'm not gonna kill you. I'm gonna keep you. I was like, What? And he said it just like that. Yeah. And he was like hugging the back of her and he's like, Mommy, and I was like, Oh no, this is terrible. I know, and he said it in a weird voice too, like Yeah, and he's like holding the back of her. And I'm like, mm. Yeah. See that one made me uncomfortable because it, it took him out of that it took you out of that first person kind of yeah. crazy view and you just see him as like this super broken person. Yes. He's very broken. He's just crying on this woman's back that he has t- hog tied in her bedroom, you know, that he's broken into her house and they're like, what, what? I was just very, yeah, it was yeah, uncomfortable. He's skilled at breaking into things too. I was like, he is a sneaky snake. Like I just can't, Ugh. I don't know. Music was well done though. I know I got really sidetracked there for a second, yeah, but like it was really done. It was well done. Um, the score was really well done too, because it was kind of like a electronic type feel to it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, was, it was scored by French composer Robin Corday, credited simply as Rob. They did a good job, so yeah. I, mean, I will bl- give them that. A lot of sites, like Bloody Disgusting, said it was one of the best parts of the film. Screener International wrote that the '80s style synth score was reminiscent of John Carpenter, like that whole "I, I did it all ourselves." It was, I thought it was awesome. I, I do concur on that one. The score was great. 
I like the musical choice for each kill. Like you said, that was really cool how it kind of shifted and would fit their personality or what they were doing at least. Mm-hmm. Which I really dug. Um, yeah, there wasn't a lot about this movie that I did not like for real. Like there's a couple very intentional, uncomfortable, uncomfortable scenes. Like I don't know how I feel about this, but like what? Give me an example because it was all uncomfortable. So which one are you talking about? <laughs> um, a lot of them were just the him having those pictures into his own mental illness because like you find oh, out, I guess yeah. from them like he apparently suffers from PTSD and schizophrenia. So he probably is hearing his mom's voice in his head the whole time. That's part of his character. Yeah. Um, but some of those scenes where you're just like, this dude is really sad. Like I just felt I felt bad for the person scalping people, and that's what, I guess that's what made me feel kind of icky about the movie is that like I kind of mm-hmm. felt bad for him, and you just cut a woman's whole scalp off and stapled it to a mannequin, which was crazy. And at the end, I didn't like the ending. Like I know um, a lot of people did because it was like his deserved, but it was kind of weird how all these like scalped women were just like ripping his skin off, and then he was a mannequin, but then he was dead. It was just like all in his head. It was very weird. It had like an American Psycho vibe. Okay. Which kind of made me, eh, again, it's one of those things that had he just died, I'd been okay with it. I didn't, that was weird. Because it, it was like giving them their retribution, but not really. Because he just died in the closet he hid in his whole life. Yeah. Which was strange, I thought. I did like that she stabbed him with the hand, though, before Anna runs away. Because it kind of reminisces mm-hmm. back to that first, one of their first t- times you see him together. And he's like, give me a hand. So she gave yeah. him a hand again in his chest, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I'm like, why can't you just die already? I know, right? He's he, he got stabbed and then hit by a car, like, going really fast. I know. Then that dude lost all control and killed Anna. That was that escalated very quickly. Like, very quickly. That it did. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And then she's just dead. And he's all like, why'd you do that? I wasn't going to hurt you. Like, well, you were crazy. How did you think she was going to act, dude? You literally hit her best friend in the mouth with a cleaver. I know. Isn't that crazy? That, yeah. when, I, when he did that, I was like, oh, my God. Well, I guess you're not going to be starring in that toothpaste commercial now that's what i'm saying you ain't you ain't getting that like, national that... robot <laughs> like oh my gosh and she's like mark are you okay and i'm like no bitch he is not okay he wasn't he dead left... though he came back with that bat started wailing on him oh no god he needed more than just that though gosh um yeah, he missed like eight times yeah i think what made me most uncomfortable is like like i said his breathing was weird and like Anytime that he had, like, some weird thing to say, like, when he's getting off the subway uh, car and he's after, uh, Jess- is that her name was Jessica, right? Yeah, yeah Jessica. Yeah. And she she's watching him because she knows he's kind of creepy. Like, she's kind of zeroed in on it. But he, yeah, he gets out and he's like, <sighs> like, really gross. And he's like, he's like, oh, fuck, you're so beautiful. And I'm like, and then she starts running. I'm like. That is the most terrifying thing ever. Like, I think her kill was pretty bad because I, I felt like she tried so hard to get away from him and it just was not working. And that was one thing I thought was weird. And I guess because it took me, a, when I watched it, I, I forgot where it was placed. The original one's in New York. So the whole yeah. time I watched this movie, I'm like, New York is like so busy and so packed. Where are all the yeah. people at? But then it's actually not New York. It's in LA. So I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Because originally I was like, these people are just running through these like parking lots and back streets and there's well, no people, no anything. But all those scenes well, of the homeless people everywhere, now there's no one. Yeah, that's what I was telling Johnny. I said, the only thing that really bothers me about Jessica is like she's in that parking lot across from a huge apartment building. No one heard it. No one saw her screaming and yelling for help. Obviously, it might have been a terrible neighborhood and people might hear that shit a lot. But at the same time, it's like, why are you just going to be a bystander? Why can't you just open your window and see what the hell's going on outside? Because maybe someone actually does need help. But he just just rips her scalp off and he's just hanging out in the middle of the parking lot holding it. I'm like, like, he just doesn't even care. No, he's crazy. I know. He's He's gone. uh, He has no... Sense or, yeah, well, he just has no moral sense of what's right and wrong or what he should do. He just does what he wants to do. You know what I mean? Oh, like he's just so there. Bad. There's no like, ooh, um, I should leave now. You know, which I think is was kind of I, I liked it though because like a lot of movies or like TV shows always present serial killers like these cool, calculating guys, and this just showed him that everything was like an in the moment. So it wasn't like a Ted Bundy or um. Dahmer, those guys where like they planned everything out and it was all meticulous. Like all the, the shows that like make these dudes into like freaking popular icons, which I hate the most, but it wasn't like that. You know, it was like, Hey, this is who I am. This is his broken 
mental illness, right? And you, you hit on that yeah. so hard where it's all instinct, you know, because even there was one thing that no one, like, like you said, true crime about serial killers. If he killed a bunch of dark haired women, I'd, I'd understand it because it's how his mom looked and he was killing his mom. But he yeah. had no real rhyme or reason. He just picked a lady and killed her. It's like he, he, he carefully chose them because it shows him driving around searching for someone, a new victim. Yeah, but you never it's clear what he's characters. doing. It looked like huh? he was driving. He looked through a window, saw her on silks, and was like, yep, I'm killing her, and then just went in there. That's what I'm saying. It's like he it, he was searching for the perfect one that he wanted, and that's know, who he chose. I guess my thing was it just didn't fit. Like normally they have like a profile or a type, you know what I mean? And hit. Yeah. Bit. It was just like okay, like Lucy was like a a crime of passion. It wasn't really because uh, I, I hear his conversation. He did not plan to kill her. He just could not control himself. No. Yeah. Right. That that was that one sure because the rest of them. Well, they were all yeah because they were all a different hair color. Yeah, and different hairstyles. There were different ages. Yeah. There was nothing that really connected them other than being white ladies. That was it. Yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. Rita was like way older than all the other ones. So the yeah. first well, kill she kinda, looked just she like She nailed her own coffin yes. because she she was making fun of Anna and her artwork and then kind of made fun of him. And he yeah. was like, yeah, you got to go. Yeah, you're dead. I thought he was going to kill her boyfriend, too. It you know, I, at first I thought that, too, but then I was like, he didn't have, I don't think he, I think he felt too insecure yeah, with him. The only, re- the only reason he didn't, the only reason he went after Mark is because Mark caught him in the act of trying to get yeah. to Anna. So. It was more in a, a reflex. Mm-hmm. I was just watching, I was like, man, if some dude wiped his hands on my coat, what that one hands, dude. I'm hitting that guy right in the face. Like, did you just wipe your hands on me, bro? Like, he was like, good talk. And what dries his hands on his jacket? I've been like, uh, I'm gonna stomp you out of this bathroom. Like, you just wipe your hands on me. But Elijah Wood's character is also very, like, weak, reactive. Yeah, I mean, he's, I, he, he's very insecure around men, but around women, he's like, I, he kind of acts like he's insecure, but he's really not. Well, his attention is, like I said, like, what is it like whenever you experience things like that with his mom, he never had the position of power. So, you know, just like with any sexual crime or um, really even serial killers, really, it comes down to that power play. Like he wants that power. I don't think he could have gotten it over in a male because no. he's a slight male. You know what I mean? He's not holding that dude down and scalping him. And also, even if he just like, like I said, the, the, the guy in the apartment, that was like a crime of it was a murder of necessity that dude came at him yeah. not that we even know if he died or not because he, he was alive enough to jump up and hit him with a bag he just threw him through a door so he, he was probably fine that dude probably survived he he, he survived and got his uh acting career ruined so 100 they count him as death but like i don't think he was dead because he got back up and then he the only reason why he, he just got knocked out when he yeah. went through the the door yeah so he probably was so. not killed maybe so I, I, unless he killed him a, after the fact but like, cause yeah. he, he does take her knocked out. He may have like murdered him there. I guess we just don't see it. His like yeah. death, I guess, is off screen. So, what was your favorite death in this one? I know you didn't like any of them. They were all uncomfortable. What do you think was the best one? I think. Well, I don't know. If, I won't say any of them, any of them were like my favorites. But um, I think the one that was most bothered me the most was Rita because she was awake when he scalped her. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was so because creepy. that was the most, and it showed the look on her face. Like she did that so well. Because that was actually how I don't know how they did it. Like I don't know if that was like like they did like some type of prosthetic work or something. Yeah, or I think usually the way they do it is like a bald cap over your hair. Yeah, prosthetic scalp, and then the fake hair, and then you peel it all back. It's got goo on. So if that if that's how they right off. yeah, so if that's how they did it, she performed that scene so well because it was so I could feel the pain with her it was just that whole scene was so just off the wall for me so i the one that sticks up i mean i really hated the jessica one with the achilles tendon but i think rita's death death was probably the worst because i couldn't imagine being awake and someone scalping me that's just the worst thing ever like i'd rather 40 times before rather you had just drowned me and then scalped me because i would have been awake true she was just screaming, yeah, please don't not, kill me. I'm not going to kill you. I'm taking your hair. Yeah, it was He said, no, I'm going to keep you. I was like, oh, why did you say it like that? And he said it's so sweet, too. Like a little kid. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to keep you. Mama, I love you. Like, why couldn't y'all be enough? I was like, oh, my God, this is just too much. This is too much. Bob, I hate you. <laughs> 
I like the first one. I thought that was like a, a heck of a, like, hey, we're here. We'll start this movie. Oh, yeah, because like, it was so abrupt, too. Like, yeah. right. And it's so close up on her face. He's like, don't like she's getting her, And she's kind of put out of screen, but it doesn't really get very far. It just looked cool because her mouth is open. So you see the blade come through her jaw, up through her mouth, and into her freaking cranium, which I thought was really well done um, from like a gore aspect. It was cool. And then he just holds her hair and then scalps her and lets her body fall. And I was like, what? That's nuts. He's Yeah. And as he's saying that, he's like, please don't scream. You're so beautiful. Well, she ain't yeah. beautiful no more. You done took her hair and you stabbed her through the freaking mouth. Oh, terrible. I agree. I agree. And it was crazy because the score was still going. And then as soon as he does that, it was like it stopped. Yeah. I was like, but they knew how to like start and stop music throughout the whole thing. So like. Yeah, they killed it. I will say that. Yeah. The score, mm-hmm. that whole aspect is done so well. Ugh, is so well. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I had any more comments on any of the like kills or anything. I think I, I mean, I just put in all caps that while she's awake, <laughs> Rita, while she was awake, I have while so she many awake, notes to say, I know. Weird. <laughs> Frank's a creepy. Elijah Woods. Or like odd. Anna, girl, fight back. Ugh. And then when she starts fighting back, I'm like, yes. But then it does, just falls flat. I'm like, damn it. I want to stab him through the hand. That was brutal. Yeah. Like, he got messed up. She did mess him up quite a bit, which I was freaking excited about. Yeah, but it was all superficial. Like, she cut his arm and then stabbed him in the hand. And, like, they're hitting each other. And that dude hit him in the head with a bat. So, he was pretty jacked up. And you kind of see it at the end where he's bleeding. Um, I think the most damage she did to him, though, was with that mannequin hand. When she stabbed oh, yeah, him because right when he chest. pulled it out, that his, his his blood was just gushing out yeah, of him. Yeah, she got him good with that one. Basically, he just bled to death. Essentially, yeah. He was probably yeah. dying before he got her. You know what I mean? Like, he was on his way there. It was his last little... Yeah. Long enough to staple her scalp to that wedding mannequin. And be like, we're going to be together forever. I did think that that last scene was so in his head that that, to me... I know you you didn't really... You thought that was kind of a weird ending. I thought that was an appropriate ending for his mental health. Because he literally was still talking to all of those women. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was gone. And, and they... And they were all kind of making him feel dirty and gross and just yeah. like a wretched human being at the end. And that he died knowing what a horrible person he was. I'm like, that to me was deserving. Well, I liked the, the dialogue up to him yeah. when he in bed. It was just the them ripping him apart into a mannequin I thought was weird. That was kind of weird. Not them, them like, like critiquing him and surrounding him. That would have been okay. But when they tore him apart and he had that weird-ass mannequin face with Elijah Wood's eyes staring at you, it was very odd. Yeah, and that and that that's the part I'm talking about, like the very end. Yeah, I think that what they were trying to achieve there was just like this, since they that's what they turned into after their death was a mannequin. Yeah, with him that he knew he was dying, and that in his brain he, he was a he was a mannequin now because he was also dying. So he relates it. So so he he kind of it it tied it up in a bow, like okay, well now we know he's actually dead. Because he's he's one of them now. That's kind of what I, what I took that as. That was an artistic choice. That's what I was saying. This this movie was more of an art art piece than it than anything else. Yeah, than like a slasher or a serial killer. It's like art. yeah, that's what it felt like. It just felt like a very weird aesthetic film with you know everything was done for a reason. Like there wasn't anything out of place. I, I don't feel like anything was out of place or anything. So like the writing was really good. And the the character like uh, the character of Frank was is was well done, and you, they gave you enough of his backstory to know that he was messed up. Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. And oh, like the was. medicine, popping, and all that kind of stuff. The other things he had a horrible migraines, and like, and he was. But you don't really know what his medicine is, or yeah. if it's actually for migraines. He says it's for migraines. I think it's for schizophrenia. Yeah, and he, but the, it's not helping. No, oh, I like- <laughs> he also throws it up. I like those that. scenes where it shows him like um, how it gets blurry and around the edges and stuff. Yeah. Um, I hope they did that. They used to do that with Vaseline around the lenses, but I'm not sure if that's how they did it in this movie or if it was like um, a, a visual effect mm-hmm. or something like that. There's a lot of cool things you can do like on the cheap to make films look like that, right? So you do you Vaseline okay. the edges or shoot it through a piece of cloth or something like that to give it that look. Um, yeah, when you have that makes money, sense. You figure things out, I guess. It's yeah. a bitch. It, it sucks cleaning off a lens, though. I'll tell you that from experience. I'm sure it does. Vaseline not really comes off anything, uh, especially yeah, you your skin. You just got to let it dry up. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you gotta use alcohol and get it off there. You gotta make sure it doesn't stay any of the mechanisms. Yeah. All right, you wanna give this thing a, a grade? You wanna go to the rubric? Yep, the rubric. To the rubric. All right, so first up here literary element script, story development, dialogue, character development. How you feel about all that? Uh, it was well done. Was Unfortunately, well done. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that I was going to get to this part. And I was going to be so mad because I was like, it's going to score so high. I know. Well, we'll say like the other ones I've dinged them for just basically retelling a story. This one, I don't. They yeah, took, I haven't seen the first one. So this is all bone. you. They took the bones of the original one, like the whole character Frank and he's a serial killer and he scouts people. But his reason for doing it is to me different in this, in this story, in this version. Okay. You know, you don't get a lot of the mental health backstory, crazy childhood in the original okay. from what I remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but from what I remember, you don't get that as much as you do in this one. It's not in the forefront. It's kind of more of an afterthought. Whereas this okay. one is what drives him. Um, so yeah. I may not ding it as hard as I would normally. Um, the character, you don't really develop hardly any characters other than Anna and Frank. Really? Well, you can't. Yeah. You don't see him very long. But his character is really fleshed out, which I really like. Like I said, you see it all from his point of view. Well, that's the whole point is yeah. it's first person. So yeah. you you're you really should only be looking at Frank. You're not supposed to be like getting into the the other characters. They're just there well, to you propel notice, his story. Some of the scenes with Anna, they shoot back to third person, so you see them together. So it's like yeah, but that doesn't stories. really happen until the end. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all the stuff with Anna. You see it a little bit when they're in the park. I think there's a couple scenes where it's out, and then but it's it's really hit and miss. But mostly, you're right. It's to that very end scene, which I like. And you see him. There's a scene where you see him from third person earlier on. I don't remember. But yeah. It was with Lucy. Well, yeah, because it's in the mirror. It's in a mirror, though. It's not really third person. You're seeing him reflect back on himself. That was my favorite thing about this movie. The way they shot that to make it seem like everything was through a mirror was so good. So the third person only happens at the end, then, because the third person point of view is all his flashbacks of them two together when he's killing her. Whereas when they're together, it's he's looking at her and she's looking back at him. So you are only focused on Frank. You should be only focused on Frank. You only know enough about Anna through his lens. So that's the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. That's why she's done in such a positive light because he likes her so much. Yes. Like you don't see her negatives because he doesn't see a negative until yeah. until the end. Yeah. <laughs> He's really mad at her. So the boyfriend part. <laughs> yeah. All right. So... So I think the script was good. The dialogue we get was good. I really liked everything Elijah Wood did and said. It was very believable to his character. So character development, that part of the script was pretty solid. Again, the yeah. story, it took the bones from the original, so I don't give it like full narrative points for that. I would still throw this one a 20, though, for literary. Since I have not seen the first one, I'm just going to go off of what you remember. So I'm going to say a 20 is, is okay. Yeah, because I mean, if I hadn't seen the first one, I would probably give it a 25, only because of how well it's done and not that i want to give it a 25 <laughs> it's just there but like a 20 seems fine to me yeah i'm only like, docking the five points of... for the story development part because like the story they had but the script was great the dialogue is great and the character development i think is way better with the bones they had so it's yeah it still definitely could be either one really okay all right so effects design element visual effects elements that connect to the narrative set design overall character design gore practical versus digital effects it was really good <laughs> i know all the it, murder scenes looked so good like they looked real they did like legit real and like I, i've watched a lot of like special effects like shows and like documentaries so i know how they do those um scalping scenes but they looked really like just gnarly and he peeled it back and it was all sticky and that's probably like ky jelly or something just and you had the sound effect it was really cool yeah and then when he goes to staple it and like you can see like just how matted the hair is already getting and like it's just i'm like i love the the raid with the flies and how they were like starting to rot it was like something weird is going on here uh, and his mannequin shop was the coolest set ever. It was like creepy.com. Yes. Anybody yeah. who lives in a mannequin shop is a murderer, 100% for the rest of my life. <laughs> if you restore mannequins, bro, you're a serial killer. He's like, he goes, I'm in restoration. And she's like, we just pick him out of the dumpster. And he's like, no. And he's like, you can't find these in the dumpster. No, these are classic weirdo. These are antiques. <laughs> I'm like, mm, you're so weird. 
I think the but, visual elements were great. Uh, I do too. Dang it. The set design. I mean, his character, he looks, I think every, every victim had their own look which I thought was kind of interesting. And I did in my brain a little bit was that was off putting that they weren't all like a type, like, you know, about serial killers, but like really after there's only two of them that are murders of him actually stalking. The other two are murders of like convenience, like Lucy and Rita, Rita, he like went after cause she insulted him. That was not yeah. the same as the other ones. It was just the first girl. And then Jessica that he kills like, and that looking for someone to kill everyone else is just a happenstance. Like, Lucy, yeah. he went to actually go on a date. Like, he was just trying to be with that chick. And then was like, nope, I got to kill her. And then, I think it's because it's slowly he's starting to unravel is what the, pro- the problem is. He's slowly unraveling throughout the whole thing. So, yeah. like, that's why his crimes become more haphazard yeah. is because he's, he's a, if, if, you re- if you read or look up any, like, typical serial killers, they all unravel, like, close to, like, first or the, the last... Couple. That's what I was about to say. Don't they usually get caught? They get caught. They they, sloppy. Yeah, and he got really sloppy really fast. Unless you're the because he, killer. Yeah, well. There's a champ. Hide and seek champ for show. He was a champ, yes. Because <laughs> he 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 knew what he was doing. Yeah. Unfortunately. But. So what do you think? Design element? I mean, I'm thinking 2025, man. I can't find anything negative, really. I thought they looked but, great. The character designs are great. All the girls look different. Bob, this movie sucks. <laughs> But according to the rubric, it's amazing. Yeah, so, I, know. So think, I would say it was a twenty. I think it's a twenty-five. Unfortunately, I know this one is going to end up being one of the highest ones we've had. I know. Far. I'm mad. I'm so mad. I don't know. One, I can already tell you for visual technical <laughs> element, I'm definitely giving it a twenty-five. Overall aesthetic <laughs> of the film is pleasing to the eye. Lighting, creative camera shots, and movement and lens selection. You can't not give that a twenty-five. No. Oh my god, dude. So it's lit. This lighting alone is so eerie and creepy. Like when you see him at home and like his face is lit up, everything else is all dark and dreary and sad. And you look at the backgrounds of those shots where you see him looking at himself and you can tell in his eyes, he hates himself anyway, but you're looking at himself and you see what his life actually is like. You're like, your life sucks. Like his kitchen has a toilet in it and he just lives this sad, dreary, like sad life. Don't get me started on like my two favorite shots in the whole movie, the whole movie when he kills Lucy and he looks and you get that double mirror shot of his face and he kind of catches his Now, Johnny loves that one too. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Then my second favorite one is when he sees himself on all those TVs. Oh yeah. Like he's looking at himself, look at himself. And it was wild, dude. It was like, you know what what I liked when he's talking to Anna on the phone while she's at the gallery and he's, all you see is his eyes and his rearview mirror. Yeah. Because you know he's out, he's outside the the gallery, but she doesn't know he's out there, and he's ta- he's watching her as he's talking to her. Oh yeah, I'm like Ugh. it was a great shot. Like they do a, re- it was a good shot. They did a really good job of a putting you in his in his shoes. Mm-hmm. Even when he's injured at the end, when they look down and the hands in his chest, that's a great shot. Then you see the yeah. blood dripping on his shoes when he's walking up to get Anna from the car crash. Great yeah. shot. And that creepy bathroom shot of his hand on the water, you know, and it was just like, it was, I don't know, it was eerie. Like you said, I thought it was really good. Um, Yeah. Ugh. But I loved it. I love the, that's my favorite part is that you only see him in reflections. Yeah. You know, and then like absolutely that, Lucy's murder scene is cool because it's like, she's like going down on him or whatever. And you think, okay. And then they made it seem like maybe he's like holding her head or something, like being like an aggressive they start that yeah. aggressive flirting thing. No, he's straight up strangling her while his junk's in her mouth. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. She's like, oh, he's like, nope. And, you know, it was, it was violent, but it was shot so well. The lighting's so mm-hmm. good. That's on my whole. I'm not sure how they did it, but if they were to take those lenses and do that kind of like those scenes when he's having those episodes and all the screen is like blurring in and out around him and shaky, it looked manic, which is what was happening to him, which I really like. Yeah. I really liked. Yeah, it's 100% at 25. <laughs> if I could give it yeah. a 30, I would. <laughs> it was so good, dude. Like It, was it doesn't so good. get, we're not giving it extra credit. Don't even try it. No, but the camera movement is great. <laughs> you know, when he moves, it moves. Like there was one, I really, I made a note of it that I really liked. He's looking at himself and he's like adjusting his neck and the camera moves with it. So mm, it keeps okay. you in that first person. I was like, that was, man. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I want to know how they did it. I guess Elijah was maybe looking at them when they did that. I don't know, but I'm like, how do you, like, I know how I would do it. I would like to know how they film this in a first person perspective, especially in the scenes where he's reflecting at them. Like, was he actually standing there? Like, I want to know. I'm very interested. Yeah. It's very interesting. It was really good. 
Yeah, it was, oh, it was so good. Sorry. I'm so glad you loved it. I did love it. <laughs> like, taking, I, I wouldn't even care what the topic was. If I watched a movie that was shot like this, I would love it. Yeah. You know, I think that's why I like her other movies. You know what I mean? Like the, the cinematographer, because it's, it's just stuff I like. Like, The Crazies is really good. High Tension is great. P2, which was was actually directed by the same guy, also has some really cool shots like that because they're in a parking garage and there's some wild, like, running camera mm-hmm. movement that is really good. I haven't seen Annabelle or The Nun because I just don't like those kind of movies. Since Shazam, Shazam was just, I didn't notice anything cool in that one because it's, you know, a hot comic book movie, but I've never had, High Tension had some great camera work in it. So I like. All right. Your favorite. We'll move on now. I'll rant, I'll ramble about the visuals of this movie forever. Sound element. <laughs> The sound represents the overall tone of the film. The soundtrack, as well as the score, keeps the audience engaged with the setting, characters, location, and narrative of the piece. I mean, you know, I, I thought it was well done. So. It was super well done. I mean, the score was was great. Um, and the songs that fit the characters that he killed was perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like... They were careful when they chose songs per person. Um, and a lot of the, like, the just... If it, it had lyrics, you know, if it did have lyrics, it had a purpose. So, like, yeah. I, I like it when songs are intentionally chosen, not just because of the time period of the piece. Like most like of just, the <laughs> Like, yeah, like, just throw songs in that everyone likes because they're popular. No, yeah. they chose these pe- these pieces because they suited the character and suited the scene well. Yeah, they fit so, what they were doing to light. Yeah, a, and then the I think Ave Maria is kind of pretentious. And I think Rita was super pretentious. And like She was. And she, she thought she was better yeah. than what... Because she's an agent. So she's looking at everybody like, I mean, you, you can't get anywhere without me. And I don't know how people like this stuff. And like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like, and just, just her... Even just looking at her flat that she's in, her apartment, it's just... It's so much. Like, it's just, it's yeah. too much. Well, it's like opulent, you know? And then she's like, I'm going to lay down yeah. take a bubble bath and drink red wine. Uh, it was very fitting. I thought I liked mm-hmm. it. And like, I think the yeah. score drove the suspense. It drove the tension really well. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a manic tone when he was having those episodes, which I liked. Yeah. Uh, it had a somber tone when he was driving around looking and it was low in the backgrounds. You could hear him like rumbling and mumbling to himself, which I really enjoyed. And yeah, so now I thought it was great. I would give it a 25. Yeah, but it gets a 25. Oh, this is like, I think this might be the highest movie we've done so far. I got a 90. No, what, what Gremlins was our highest. Did Gremlins get 100? I think so. I don't remember. Was it Gremlins? Was. One of them got Someone, We got some A's. We had a, a one that got 100. I don't remember who okay. it was. Well, number two then is Maniac. Yeah. Someone got 100. I don't know. I can't remember who it was. It's in my name. I like how I'm saying who. Yeah. I'm looking right now because I'm, now I'm curious. <laughs> oh, it was, uh, it was Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, well, yeah. That makes sense. Can't go wrong with that one. That's classic. 100%. Yeah, that's that's who got 100. That makes sense. Yeah, that's one, I guess. And I mean, it's better. Yeah, it is Nightmare on Elm Street. But hey, <laughs> Maniac, definitely, it's a highly recommend for me. I know Jenny says no, but... Um, Here's the thing. It's not... Okay, if you're going to watch it, you need to be mentally prepared for it to be jacked up. So, like, it's a, it's a good film. It's well done. It's very artistic. But if you are not in a mental capacity to watch it, I don't think it's a good idea. I can see that. That's where I'm at. Like, if you are in a dark mood right now because it's winter time, save it for the summer when it's bright and sunny, and then go for a walk in the sunshine when you're done. Because it will make you feel less gross. Yeah. Right now, I'm sitting in front of my UV light, so I'm getting plenty of sunshine right now. Uh, I watched it. I was like, I just feel so gross. Uh, I was like, I just, I cussed you out all night last night. I'm not joking. I looked at Johnny. I said, he owes me so big for this one. He was like, he really does. I said, I know. He said, when he said Maniac, I was like, are you sure you want to watch that, Jenny? I was like, that's well. I'm like, why didn't you say that out loud and said it to yourself? Well, I picked it, it because I knew stylistically how good it is. Yeah. You know, and I, I know I'm going to watch stuff I'm uncomfortable with. And so are you. Maybe. You don't like certain things. So. <laughs> I know. Eventually, you're going to make me watch some ghost movies or something. I'm not going to like it. Yes. I'm not a fan. We have to do a ghost month. Gosh, it, they're horror movies. I know, bro. I you're making know. me watch crazy crap. You, you're going to have to do a ghost month. Hey, I'm just trying to give you some artistic and stylistic beauty, Jenny. Okay? okay? I can give you some stylistic beauty with some ghost stuff. There isn't any. There is. They're all... Cliches. There is, and the one of the movies I'm thinking of is really good um, visually, but I hate the story. So, well, uh, yeah, but we're 
but whatever. When the month comes about, we will figure it out. Yes, we will. We have to give the fans what they want. That's right, you're true. But and some of them like ghosts, you know, like I'll, me. I'll do a poll and we'll see what they say. You know what? And they'll say, uh, absolutely, ghosts are awesome. Yeah, ghosts are lame. All right, Jay, tell them one thing to find us. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, hold on. Right before we do that, I did have a titty tally. You didn't even ask me. I thought they were all Three. No, you're right. There are. Yeah. We no, got, there's boobs. There's real boobs. Yeah, we got Justice boobs. boobs, right? And his Mo- mom's mommy boobs. boobs. Yeah. And uh, Lucy's boobs. Oh, yeah, we do see Lucy's boobs. You're right. So there is a titty tally. There you go, guys. Yeah, three. Yep, titty tally. Okay. Uh, eight deaths in this movie. Three sets of titties. Nine <laughs> deaths if you count the main character, I think. Yeah, his death is nine. So, yeah, nine deaths in this movie. Three sets of boobs. Yep, there you go. Okay, so you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Or in the halls. You can also follow us at Jenny underscore Dreadfuls on Instagram. You can email us at horror in the halls at gmail.com. I can't talk today. I know. I thought you almost going to say horror in the effing halls. Like, we- that's not our email address. Right? <laughs> we would love to hear from you. All right, guys. So I hope you all are following along in the book we're reading this month. Uh, in case you forgot, yes. it is Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Join on the Four in the Halls Book Club. Tell us what you think. And yeah, it sounds like that's going to be the bell. So we're going to wrap it up and we'll see you next week. Bye.